0: It is Locked On Jazz for the 29th of June. The Utah Jazz seem to have a new ca- coach. His name is Will Hardy. The influences in his life that have formed him, what does it mean for the Jazz current staff? What style of play should we expect? And why his age doesn't matter? Plus, a few thoughts as we head toward free agency. On a jam-packed, Locked On Jazz. bum 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 pow You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan. And today, Jazz fans sit here, With a beginning of a vision to what the future is going to be for the Utah Jazz. It's going to be led by a six foot six head coach by the name of Will Hardy, 34 years of age, coming from Boston Celtics, previously of San Antonio. And we will certainly dig in today to who that is. Thank you very much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcast players as well as YouTube. Thanks very much for five-star reviews or likes or thumbs up. If you like the Will Hardy signing, give us a thumbs up on YouTube. I'll be curious to see the comments on that as well. Today's show, big show, and I got a chance for you to win one of three free NBA Jam Shack machines from Arcade One Up that's right, we're giving away three. They are guys known for the incredible retro three-quarter scale at-home arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Team, and many more. So we'll give you a chance to win and tell you how to do it later here in the show from Arcade 1-Up. So let's, previous episode I dug into who Will Hardy is. I don't expect all of you to hear it. So for some of you, you're going to hear this a second time. Some of these things are going to be, if you've been with us, other people, welcome. If you're tuning into the show today to find out who Will Hardy is. So when we start with Will Hardy's background, I actually think we have to start with Williams College, which is all of what I'm wearing today because my son does attend there. So that's kind of fun for our house. But Williams College is a small liberal arts college in Williamstown, Massachusetts. It was founded by the single most arrogant man in the history of the world, whose was um, Ephraim Williams, who told the school that they could have the land to build a school if they named the school after him, the town after him, and then the mascot was named after him. So he just was a regular old arrogant regular person. And so it's the Williams Eves and their mascot is a purple cow. Just a little side note that not many people know. But the reason why I think this is super important is when you look at a 34-year-old and you try to figure out what are the signature moments that make him who he is, this place is going to be a large part of it. Williams is unique. It's the number one liberal arts college in the country. It's where kids who have applied to Harvard and Yale and Princeton and maybe have gotten in and go to Williams instead because they want the outdoors or maybe they didn't where one of the people are brilliant, didn't get in and then they go to Williams. It's a crazy intellectual place. It's the smartest and brightest minds in our country at at a school. Um, I can share like some of the stories that my son came home with. He called home early on and said, wow, everyone here is so smart. And my wife said, well, how do you know? He's like, because on Sunday, we're sitting around and we can do every part of the New York Times crossword puzzle. OK, now, first of all, what college freshman is actually sitting around doing the New York Times crossword puzzle on a Sunday and then also thinks it's impressive that everyone does it? It's also a school that's actually laden with athletes. They have more student athletes at Williams than most Division One schools. It's not scholarship other than Alpine Skiing and Squash, or excuse me, not Division One other than Alpine Skiing and Squash, but it's. It's a school that actually is a like they're the director's cup winner of division three. So athletics is actually super important while being massively intellectual. Um, and I will tell you that, you know, I don't think it's, I think it's like geeky athletes and geeks. And I would also tell you that from the seams of things, looking at camera rolls and things of that nature. It does look like Friday and Saturday night actually happens, so it's not that geeky. Like you're just in, but it's important, I think, in a sense that here's a guy who came from this really, really intellectual Ivy League esque background for four years of school, and unlike a lot of Division One programs or most Division One programs in almost any sport, he actually went to school. Um, you know, and I'm not saying the kids don't go to school who are Division One athletes. But it's not your priority. If you're going to a school to go play football, you're going to school to go play football. If you're going to school to go play golf, you're going to play golf. If you're going to play volleyball, you're going to play volleyball. If that's what's being a Division one athlete, being a Division three athlete, you're going to school. And school is still probably the primary driving thing. The, so I do think that that environment of, of Williams College is a huge part of the story of who Will Hardy is. Um, you know, he had low division one offers. The story is that his mom said, you got a chance to go to the, one of the best academic schools in the country. You should go there instead. It's, you know, it's wildly expensive. Um, but I think that that also probably tells you a little bit of kind of where he came from and what he was brought up into of what's important. He, the story is incredible. The story is that he finishes, uh, Will finishes his four, he's finishing his four years at Williams and he really wishes that he could stay in basketball. And there was a guy by the name of Kurt Tong, who was a former Williams coach who also been an athletic director at a bunch of Division three schools, including Pomona Pitzer. What's interesting about this story to me is that Kurt Tong at this time is probably about 64 years old. And he and his wife, Will, has somehow embedded himself with this guy, Kurt Tong, who's the former Williams coach and former athletic director of a bunch of these programs, and his wife, who are in their 60s, while he's 20... And he's going to their house and doing chores with them. He's having dinner with them. He's hanging out with them. He's super close with them. To me, that tells you also a little bit about who Will Hardy is. The end story is how do you like create opportunity for yourself by just being curious? But this is a curious mind who's valuing people around him, who's look, you know, who's take like who at 19, 20, 21 is suddenly you know, mentor taken in a mentor like we all think we should, but we don't do. And so this guy, Kurt Tong, he says, you know, Will says to him, I just want to stay in basketball. And Kurt Tong says, well, I have a friend. I'll call him and see what I can do. Well, the friend happens to be Greg Popovich. Because Will Tong was the athletic director at Pomona Pitzer when Greg Popovich was Division Three head coach at, at Pomona Pitzer. By the way, like, did we just get the next Greg Popovich? I don't know. But that is an interesting, you know, parallel that you have this kind of tie-in. He, hasn't, he wasn't a coach of Division Three, but that's, that's, you know, Probably a stretch. He's the greatest coach ever. One of the greatest coaches ever. But anyway, it's so now Will gets this connection and basically Pop says, Kurt Tong is such an interesting man that if he tells me to hire a young kid, I'm going to take him. Um, And Pop's reaction was, he's a good learner, he became someone who understood what was important as far as winning and losing, and more than that, development on an individual basis for a player. He spent a lot of time in the gym over the last years with Chad and Chip England, watching the drills, techniques, and how we approach the young kids in what we call a vitamin. What they do every day, over and over again. And what caught pop's eye in a story wrote was how young players responded to hardy before training camp players would come in voluntarily to begin work hardy ran the gym while pop and staff watched what they saw was the interaction with players and how they listened to hardy and used his advice he presented pop said quote they respected him he knew how to do that work with players without being too authoritarian they wanted to learn from him so here's so that's hardy's formative life high school Probably a little bit of, you know, I don't want to call it failure, but probably dying 6'6", thinks he's going to be a D1 athlete, gets low offers, decides to go D3. There's no kid who walks around the house going, I want to be a D3 athlete. Has that disappointment, takes advantage of the Williams environment, gets that, uh, that unique, academic, I'm telling you, crazy uh, environment, and then now gets this opportunity and goes and works with Pop. Pop likes brains. It's always been kind of Pop's thing. All of his coaches have been smart. And the Pop tree is amazing. He's got the Spurs Pixie Dots. Quinn, Mike Pudenholzer, MA Udoka. You run through the league. The coaches that have been with Pop have just been absolutely outstanding. The other thing on Will Hart, so that's the formula of who Will Hardy is. And then the last piece of it is that after he spends 10 years in San Antonio, MA Udoka gets the Celtic job. And the first person he takes is Will Hardy. So now Will Hardy becomes a number one assistant. And it was inevitable that this guy was going to become a head coach at this point. And the question was just when. He interviewed for the Pacers and Knicks job two years ago. He interviewed for the Kings job this year. He interviewed for jobs last year. It was just a question of who's going to pull him and when. And that's a little bit of where, to me, the age thing is irrelevant. Like, what did you want? He's 36, it's okay. He's 39, it's okay. He's 34. He's young. There's no question. He's young. He's bright. He seems to be ready. Like, is he more ready in two years? Is he more ready? Like, what is the age that would have been, oh, I'm okay with this. So I don't buy the age thing. I also think it throws in to a Ryan Smith signature of what he is. The other thing that's really interesting, if you go back and run through all the articles, and there haven't been that many, but I've found all of them, that have been written about Will Hardy every stage of his life, the quotes from the coaches are that this is who this guy is. So we'll touch on that as we continue. It is a Wednesday edition of Locked on Jazz. The Utah Jazz reportedly have offered a five-year contract to Will Hardy. Five years is a big deal. We should touch on that in a second to become the Utah Jazz next head coach of their team. And we'll continue all the quotes and comments from people. As he continued in his upbringing um, and who he is uh, as the next leader of your favorite team here on Locked On Jazz. Today's show, a Wednesday edition, is brought to you by my good friend Steve Carter and the crew over at Intercap Lending. Steve Carter is our own personal loan officer over at Intercap. Does amazing, amazing work for us. I love sending people there. The world's a little funky with interest rates and everything that's going on right now, so you need someone who's a super good advisor, and that's what Steve does for you. The reviews we get on Steve are time and time again brilliant. I've sent everyone that's important to me in my life to him, and so I'm sending you to him as well. If you're looking for a loan right now, Steve Carter's the guy to help you out. You can call Steve at 385-800-8528 or just email me at DLOCK09 at gmail.com. And I'll set you guys up. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com. But Steve Carter, they cover 44 states. So even if you're out of Utah, you can still use Steve. That's what my COO did, Carl Weinstein of the, uh, Weinstein, excuse me. I don't know why I just changed his last name, um, Intercaps, 40 years in the business. They moved to Utah in 2016. They embrace change, great borrower experience, hyper responsive in how they treat And Steve Carter gets things done. He's done two of our loans. He's just remarkable in what the work he puts in, how quickly he does it, how responsive he is, and how much he walks you through the process. So give Steve a call, 385 800 85 28. 385 800 85 28. I want you to win the Shack edition. Of Arcade One Up. That's what I want you to do. I want you to win the Shaq edition of Arcade One Up. Here's what you got to do. Go right now, a giving away NBA Jam Shaq edition to a locked on listener. Go to arcadeoneup.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one up.com slash locked on, and go through Jan- July 8th to enter to win. It is the first sports game that ever featured real digital NBA licensed team. And now it's back. You can pre-order other games from Arcade ArcadeOneUp.com as well. It's all Arcade One ArcadeOneUp.com. All right. So when we look at Will Hardy and we check kind of, you know, who he is, what the comments are. Let's run through uh, a bunch of the comments that came in about Hardy when you go and do the research on who he is. Um, So in 2016, there was an article written about the next coaching jam. He had just been promoted to the front of the bench, I think at this point. And Greg Popovich says, I'm pretty sure in the next couple of years, we're going to lose him. Assuming everyone is still here, he's going to go from behind the bench to somebody that's front of the bench, just like Chad did. So in 2016, Pop's telling everyone, like, this guy's gone. In 2019, Pop puts Hardy on his Team USA coaching staff for FIBA. If we go all the way back to St. Christopher's High School, his high school coach was Chris Brown, and he said the following about Will Hardy. When he's aco- what he's accomplished is amazing, but I don't know that I would call it surprising. We all knew he was going to be something special. He has a gift for working with people, whether they are 6 or 60. He's fun, he's funny, he's competitive, but he has a real sense of perspective. He has all those things well before I coached him. So that's talking about him in high school. I think that's really interesting about the comment about 6 or 60. And what that tells me a little bit, and there's the Pop phrase, and this is the Pop influence, of you've got to get over yourself. That's Pop's biggest thing he talks about all the time, that you've got to get over yourself. And it seems to me that Will Hardy, from the story, if we just take, and maybe I'm overplaying it, but it's all the data points we have. If we take the Kurt Tong story, that here's this 60-plus-year-old man who's around Williams, he's retired to the Berkshires, he's been around programs before, and Will Hardy is not so full of himself as a 20 or 21-year-old that he blows off this opportunity to get to know this guy, that instead he takes the time to get to know him, spends time with his wife. There's a picture of him and him and Kurt Tong's wife. Kurt's passed away now, by the way. He passed away in 2017, and he's still... There's a picture this year with Will Hardy and Kurt Tong's wife at a Boston Celtics game. This is a deep relationship that this guy built at 20. To me, that's someone who's getting over themselves, right? He took advantage. He wasn't so full of himself that, and this is what this coach, Chip, Chris Brown is saying, that we all know he's going to be something special. He had a gift for working with people, whether they're six or 60. That's something special. And it probably means also that when he was an assistant coach, With the Spurs, he's bringing in all of this information from Pop and why Pop likes him. Chris Brown continued and said, he's going to tell you what he thinks. Often that is in a humorous way, but it's sincere. As a coach, you can ask him questions about team chemistry, what he thought of a game plan, anything. And you knew he was going to get, you knew you were going to get an answer. And here's the clincher. I'll tell you how much he means to me. My wife and I named our son after him. Our little boy is William. So this is a guy who is currently the activities director at J.R. Tucker High School. He was the coach at St. Christopher's High School many years ago. He's coached hundreds if not thousands of kids. And this is the kid he named his kid after. It's clear that Will Hardy's run is unique. And he's unique. So instead of going to Division I school, low end, and the pride, he and mom take the intellectual route of going to one of the best colleges in the country. He gets that experience. He makes these relationships. But he was clearly a different kid from high school. This is his high school coach talking about it. He's also so connected still to his high school coach. This is the connector he's talking about. The Williams coach, Coach Macker, Even though William was young and one of our players, he was wise beyond his years. His greatest strength on the court was his ability to make his teammates better. These stories are all pretty consistent. So the question gets to be, is the fact that he's 34 years old, younger than Rudy Gay, a problem? And first of all, he's always been the young one in the room from the very beginning of this process. He was asked about it. He said, on one level, there's a benefit. Understanding players more on a social level, listen to their music, same experiences. He says, you also have a pitfall. And what Hardy said about that is you still have to find a balance where you're not their buddy. You still have to have to command a little bit of respect as someone who they're going to listen to. I just try to be somebody who they knew was going to bring a lot of energy every day and somebody that was going to be here working hard. This goes back to a Quinn Snyder comment. Where everyone, do you have to hire a former coach? Do you have to hire a former player? Here's what the players want. The players want someone who's going to work hard enough and put them in a position to succeed and have success and get better. And they don't care if you're purple, purple, highlighter yellow, or black, or white. They don't care. They want an opportunity to get better, to have a better career, and to make more money. And the players know that every day is crazy precious. And so they, if they feel their time's being wasted and their coach isn't working, it doesn't matter if they're a former player. It doesn't matter if the player coach relates to them. What the players want in this league is a coach they believe is going to make them better and have them prepared to get better. And they're going to look at Will Hardy when he starts like this. They're not going to trust him at first. They're not going to believe him. They've called around. Rudy Gay might say good things about him we'll, in that realm, and they feel a little bit better. But then once it starts, the question is going to be, is this guy have the ability to connect and make them feel as though they have a chance to be better? And it doesn't matter what his background is at that point. The other reason the age thing, kind of back to the age thing, is like it's clear this guy has it. There's his high school coach, his college coach, pop, Anybody who's been around him, those are the people that've been around. Him. M. A. Udoka, I can find that quote for you too. But that quote was done in the context of people knowing Will Hardy was going to be a head coach. These coach, these comments were just done about Will Hardy's life and who he is, which tells me more about who Will Hardy is than a quote given out in the last 20, twelve months when you all knew he was going to be a head coach when you already interviewed for jobs. So the other thing about age is, I think this is very signature to Ryan Smith. Why Ryan Smith sold his company for eight bazillion dollars? At a very young age, still is. There's no reason he's going to believe that you have to have age as your item. Intelligence, fortitude, will, vision. Those are the items that matter to Ryan Smith. Because those are the items that have driven Ryan Smith to this pinnacle of success. Danny Ainge did things at a young age. Danny Ainge did things that nobody else has ever done. Baseball, football. GM, right out of it. TV, right? Like, coach, like there's no, this there's, there's signature probably is the fact he's 34. An artificial age thing that tells you something about him that's going to make a difference. That doesn't seem to click to me to who the Jazz front office and ownership group is. So what's the coaching style for Will Hardy? What's going to happen with his staff? And we do have free agency looming. We'll touch on that. As well, it's all as we continue on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Today's show is brought to you in part by Sakara. This is a really interesting. uh, You know, we all see kind of various kind of industries evolve, and this is one of these industries that's evolving. Sakara is a company that is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a minish, on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants so car gives you the tools you need to transform your life with organic ready to eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials so like we've seen these wellness program these ready to eat programs like that was the first concept here was let's get you ready to eat right food so you don't have to cook it you're working you're fast well now let's get you ready to eat Meal delivery program that actually makes you healthier. Nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfast, lunch, and dinners are made with powerful, plant-rich ingredients, help boosting your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door and ready to eat. Sakara is functional, plant-rich wellness essentials, helping you create a body you love living in for the best-selling metabolic. I didn't get this right last time. I'm not going to get it right now. Super powder to the foundation. The daily supplement pack. Sakara's products are designed to support your wellness goals. Right now, go to Sakara. It's offering 20% off their first order when you go to sakara.com slash locked on 20. Enter the code locked on 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S A K A R A, dot com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. All right. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by our good friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online, as you covered with all the season, with more props and odds and lines than ever before. And where the game begins, it's all at betonline.net. NBA fun lines are all over the place right now in the NBA. The Warriors are the favorites to win it at plus 525. Clippers at 550. Jazz, we just keep slipping. We're down to plus 450 now, behind the Pelicans, behind the Mavericks, behind the Grizzlies. Let's see what happens, see what moves we make, see what things take place before we start freaking out too much. Um, The Lakers finishing in the West is over under at 6.5, by the way. Um, Kind of a crazy little thing there. And if you're following the WNBA, the odds on the WNBA, the Aces are plus 150 to win it. Sky plus 400, Sun plus 425, and Sue Bird in her final year at plus plus. Five hundred. That's all at betonline.net. All right, so what do we think we're going to get for style of play? Honestly, I don't know, right? Like, he's never been a head coach. How do I know? Two influences. Spurs, move it. Obvious unselfishness. It's out of the same. Mike Budenholzer, Quinn Snyder, M. A. Udoka, Greg Popovich, tree, right? I do think the Jazz are very similar where the Celtics were a year ago. Emma Udoka takes over a Celtic team. It becomes stagnant. wasn't ball moving. The two stars weren't working together. The, the, Jalen and Jason, nobody was passing. I was talking to Brian Scalabrini. Like, what's wrong with your team? It's like, they don't pass. We don't have passers. Nobody passes. And Emma Udoka made him pass. Made him move it. I think you'll see a very similar aspect. player, More player movement, more ball movement from Will Hardy to the Jazz. But honestly, I don't really know. Staff gets super interesting. So there's three names out there that I wonder that might come in as a lead assistant. Jacques Vaughn, but he's already got a pretty good gig. James Borrega, who was just let go in Charlotte. And Brett Brown. All three of them have Spurs ties. All three have been with Hardy. Now the thing that's interesting about Hardy trying to form a staff is the Spurs have been pilfered pretty good over the years. And so like when first Mike Budenholzer went, he took a bunch of guys. And then when I think mean, Jock went to Orlando, he took a bunch of guys. And like the guys that are if you kind of look through back through the train video rooms of the Spurs and I've done all this research like and you look back who like the there's a guy on the Orlando bench and there's a guy on still on Atlanta's bench and there's guys in Milwaukee and there's guys in Utah and they they're all there but they all kind of have and I don't know that Wills pulling all of them and also they're all about Wills age at 34 years old. At 35. So, I don't know necessarily whether we're just going to have a staff like that or what's going to happen. The other thing here is the Jazz have a great staff. And remember, there wasn't anything like, oh, we got to fire this head coach. He's totally failed us. It was that Quinn was dumb and that Quinn just couldn't see the route forward, as he said. And so it wasn't as though someone was walking around saying, oh my gosh, we hate Quinn's staff. We got to get rid of it. No, it was the exact opposite. Like Alex Jensen. Lamar Skeeter, Vince LaGarza, Brian Bailey, Jeff Watkinson, this crew, I'm forgetting a bunch of people because the staff's huge, are all terrific. Dell Demps has left and gone Someone Sergey's has left and gone somewhere. I think there's a real chance this staff ch- stays together pretty heavily. Alex Jensen's really interesting here. Because the natural instinct is that, well, if you applied for a job and you didn't get it, you probably aren't coming back as one of the lead assistants. That, I think, undersells one of the greatest characteristics of Alex Jensen. Alex Jensen is super smart. We all know that. Alex Jensen is very good at assimilating into a circumstance, into a situation. So I wouldn't be stunned if after this all settles down that Alex decides, yeah, I'll stay. There's also some other factors on it. Alex, I believe, is under contract for either another year or two. When he went for that University of Utah job, and he didn't, he got an extension. And I think, if I've got my ears right, he's still got two years left on his deal, and he's getting paid a lot. So one, he's getting paid enough money. I don't think he wants to walk from it. He's getting paid enough money. I don't think the Jazz want him sitting in his house in Bountiful, hanging out like just doing nothing. And three. There actually aren't a lot of jobs right now in the NBA. Kenny Atkinson not moving from the Warriors to the Hornets suddenly hasn't opened up a ton of jobs. Now, if Will Hardy starts to pull people, that could create a domino effect, but probably not lead number one assistant pull of people. So I think there's a ch- real chance, actually, that when everything settles down and you look at Alex Jensen's strengths, which is his ability to assimilate into groups and to be valuable in every aspect, aspect of the game and to be valuable to every group he really might actually end up staying same's true for Lamar Skeeter Lamar Skeeter's a his profile it's very different because he got that interview he's a rising coach he's out of the Atlanta system he was Mike with Mike Budenholzer you know who also worked with Mike Budenholzer Will Hardy like this is all very spursy and intertwined here of how this works because if, you, if if Will already take most of his connections out of the Spurs, most of his connections to the Spurs then went to Atlanta, or a lot of them went to Atlanta, and some went to Orlando, and some went various other places. And so you take him to, now he tries to go grab his coaches. They're, they're around, or you're getting the next best. If someone was trained by Mike Budenholzer, they're then actually the same thing as being trained pretty closely by Greg Popovich. And very similar. Mike Budenholzer, by the way, is actually the reference I meant to make earlier when I talked about Pop. Mike Budenholzer went to Pomona-Pitzer, a Division three school, worked under Pop for a little longer, like 18, 19 years, worked his way up, and is now probably the, one of the top three coaches in the NBA. This is actually the model that Will Hardy is, is the Mike Budenholzer, out of the Pop tree, intellectual, Division three, works his way up. He just did it later in his career. He was just in the process later. But he goes to Atlanta, transforms them, goes to Milwaukee, wins a title. Um, so I think there's there's that aspect. So I think there's a real chance. Brian Bailey is a brilliant coach on the Jazz. Um, he's out of Bucknell, another kind of small, smart school. Um, he's really a great coach. I I, I hope they keep because he's he's just a great coach. Um, and he's a rising up and coming coach. Um, for the Jazz, so we'll see. He might actually end up coaching summer league as he did last year so well. Um, Jeff Watkinson is out of is a really unique coach because he was basically going to medical school and he's got all the strength and athletic training and all that kind of stuff in him. And then he wanted to become a coach. It was quite a conversation for him to go to his parents and say, "Hey, I'm going to leave medical school and become a coach." But he's got all that physical training background and athleticism, so he's got a, he's a great conduit to the medical staff. He's he's super tight with all of the same people that Will Hardy's super tight with. Like if Will, this is the thing is if Will Hardy picked up the phone right now and called around the NBA to people that he trusts and said, who should I talk to? Vince Lagarde like if he called, you know, I, I don't want to give name, you know, so a GM of one of the teams said, hey, who should I talk to? They're going to tell him Vince LaGarza. Oh, well, Vince LaGarza is already on the staff. They're going to tell him Alex Jensen. They're going to tell him Lamar Skeeter. They're going to tell him Brian Bailey. They're going to tell him Jeff Watkinson. These are the names that he's going to hear from and and hear about in this process. So, there is a real chance the staff holds together a little bit because it's actually all, what the, would probably be Will Hardy's hires. Now, does he bring in a former head coach, a Jacques Vaughn, a James Borrega, uh, a Brent Brown? Somebody floated me the idea that Jay Wright spends a year on the Jazz bench to learn the NBA. I doubt that he doesn't need to. He'll have his he'll have his um, bidding more next year without that. Um, the final one I wanted to share here is. You know, when I sat down with Danny Ainge and did the 11-minute interview or 17-minute interview, he talked about chaos and he talked about Steve Kerr and Phil Jackson. And we'll see whether Will Hardy can be Steve Kerr or Phil Jackson. But the Williams background that I started with matches to both those guys and some of the personality characters. So being 6'6", frankly, matches Phil. Steve Kerr's super intellectual. Dad was the president, was assassinated in Beirut as the president of the American school in Beirut. Phil, obviously, with all of his books and all of his other stuff, is a different mind and different intellect. Like, it matches. Like, you're not going to get exactly that. And I'm not here to say that Will Hardy's going to be Phil Jackson or Steve Kerr or Mike Budenholzer or Greg Popovich. But you're hiring someone who follows that trend and that ilk and makes you believe that that's the possibility. And that's why you make this hire. So when he talks about chaos, and he talks about, like, he's really, who can handle chaos can handle it, you know, intellectually and smart. Brad Stevens, last hire by Danny Ainge, super smart. So I think that's what you're seeing there. All right, quick note on free agency as we come closer. We'll do more tomorrow on, on the day in which it all happens. I do, I'm a little nervous the market's closing. Um, Piston's not signing a free agent and taking all this stuff for cap space to clear for the Knicks so they can get Jalen Brunson's, not great. Um, John Wall going to the Clippers is not great. DeJounte Murray suddenly being on the market is the lead point guard. Maybe Mike Conley, if that's a trade you want to make, is the second choice there. Um, By the way, we don't have three first-round draft picks. I mean, we're really hamstrung in what we can do because we don't have three first-round draft picks. But just for the hypothetical conversation, do you like DeJounte Murray next to Donovan Mitchell? Long defensive, maybe. Um, It's kind of an interesting concept. Um, I actually like Yaka Pirtle other than his free throw shooting. I think Yaka Purtle could actually hold down the middle of a jazz team at some point. Um, I don't think we have the draft capital that they're looking for if they're in a full rebuild because we are hamstrung with some of the, the Derek Favors contracts pick that we had to move and some things of that nature. But that's just an interesting level. It's going to be interesting to watch. I'm curious to see what happens tomorrow. I feel like there's another step coming here and there kind of has to be, um, but I can't When I'm playing around with all these pieces, I can't figure it out. And usually you can figure it out. That is Locked on Jazz today. Purple Cows. The Williams Factor of Will Hardy. It's all here on Locked on Jazz.